it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Great to get a win today. Uh, we played a really good football team. Uh, obviously, the defending uh, conference champion from a year ago. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I thought we played a really, really good game from start to finish. Very physical. Um and uh, very confident, and uh, I was proud of the way the kids came off the bye week and, uh, and 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 played and played relentlessly. We had some great things happen today. Obviously, uh, Stoney I think broke the all-time career punting yardage record. I think uh, Caden Camper set a school record for uh, amount of field goals. Uh, Toddy might have had one. If our stats are right, he's uh, one of the top completion percentages um, in school history. Um, you know, we had a good day, balanced day on offense. I don't know exactly what the stats were. I think we were up in the 450, 60-yard mark with some good balance, I think, in there. And I just thought more importantly than anything else, we, we, we learned how to elevate our team as a team. Guys learned how to elevate each other. We're starting to take steps in learning how to close games out. Um, so I'm proud of our team. I'm proud of the way they fought. Um, you know, it's one game. And, uh, you know, we take one more step and get ready to go on the road uh, and and and. and fight like hell all week to, to, to get ready to try to find a way to win another one. So this was a good day here, and, uh, and I'm proud of our team, and I'm proud of the way they've hung in there together. What's up, y'all? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Something to keep in mind for you homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market right now, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is. I mean, the, the process in Colorado, it is just crazy. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress and just take some of that worry off your plate. Mike and Virginia are proud DNVR members. They're CSU alums. They were at the Trey McBride event. They actually helped us put it on. And they have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice. Most of all, you're going to get set up with a free consultation and you can just discuss all your options. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Cool, 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 cool. It is late Sunday night when I am recording this. We'll probably publish it on Monday after I clip together some of the audio uh, from my post-game interviews, I have some notes on some of the stuff that I want to play for you guys. But I just rewatched the Rams game. And man, CSU was just so dominant in this one. There was some stuff I was able to notice watching on TV that I didn't really notice uh, in person. For instance, I 
realize that uh, the Rams actually went back to the flea flicker on that opening drive. And Todd, he pump faked. He wanted to go deep, but he actually took the the check down to Ajon Vivens that time. And it ended up being a successful play. And I just have some takeaways that I kind of want to go through on this podcast. I, I'm going to write about it as well. Uh, like I said, I'll play some more audio for you at various points. But this was just a dominant win. And I feel like I really needed to record another podcast. I said I would on DNVR Rams late night. Thank you to everybody that listened in to me and Eric. It was a fun one, man. It's it's the audience is growing. People are really interacting. It's it's awesome to see the CSU fan base so engaged. I mean, it's it's been like that all year. I mean, the the crowds have been amazing. The student section once again showed up in awesome numbers on Saturday. It's just it's really encouraging to see all around. And it's obviously also really encouraging to see the growth of this team and it's just been substantial. You know, I wrote going into this game that it was a winnable matchup. And that CSU had shown steady improvement in every single aspect of the game, aside from the passing game. Against San Jose State, they put it all together. It was a complete team victory. Offensively, defensively, special teams remains a a strength for this group. They're just playing really good football, and we're going to dive into it all, starting with that first offensive series of the game, which I really just think set the tone for this entire matchup. CSU comes out with an eight-play, 75-yard drive that takes two minutes and 58 seconds. Centeno's five of five on it. Really, really nice mix of just pass to run and play action. And this really kind of set the tone for, for the entire game. Like I said, they just... It was a really nice variety in which CSU attacked San Jose State this game. You know, I love the way they were able to get, you know, Ty and EJ involved. It's just been such a big missing component of this offense is somebody on the outside, aside from, you know, Dante Wright and Trey McBride making some plays, you know, Gary Williams had the touchdown at Iowa and he's kind of assuming an elevated role in this offense, which is good to see. They've worked Palendi into the mix a little bit. I'd still like to see a little bit more Cam Butler, a little bit surprised he hasn't been targeted slightly more. But, you know, they're, they're improving. They're, they're improving. And for the first time, we kind of saw this passing offense, you know, look pretty dynamic. I mean, they were attacking them with quick screens and swing passes and slants and drag routes. And obviously, they finally connected on a shot play. And I'm going to play some audio from Todd Santeo talking about that, as well as uh, Ajon and, and just kind of Scott Patchen's perspective on it, you know, how how that really impacted the game. You know, that was the the dagger play for the Rams in that one. But before we do that, I just I really wanted to mention this first drive specifically. I love the tempo that they came out with. They had San Jose State on their heels from the get-go. Like I said, it was a nice variety and in, in play calling from John and Budmeyer. I will say in the second quarter, I felt like they went away from the passing game a little bit, which is kind of confusing just because, you know, like I said, Todd Santeo was rolling. He started 12 of 12 in this game. Dude was cooking. Dude was cooking. You got to let him do his thing, but they got away from it a little bit, and the uh, the red zone play calling was definitely conservative. It worked for them on that first drive. Uh, they shouldn't have even had to do it. Let me mention that Trey McBride scored on that catch that he had where he was marked down at the one-yard line. He definitely extended it past the goal line. Don't know how nobody reviewed that. That's, that's the second time this year Trey has been uh, screwed on a touchdown that way. They need to to get their shit together. But anyways, they, they follow it up with a rushing touchdown and 
That's just what CSU did in this game. They spread it out on the outside and then they leaned on Ajon Vivens and Jalen Thomas in the backfield. And those two were awesome. I mean, I, we, we were hoping to see David Bailey in this one, but the fact that they were able to run for over 200 yards completely set the physical tone in this one and, and dictate the pace control time of possession without Bailey and without Wright having to take a snap. I think that's big. I mean, you don't want to rush those guys back prematurely and but to, you know, potentially lose them for the rest of the season or something like that. Get them back when they're ready. And it was an opportunity to kind of work some of these other guys into the mix, which I just think is so big from a confidence standpoint. That's another thing that gets mentioned, you know, in the in the interviews with Todd Santeo, just what it does from a confidence standpoint when a guy like Ty McCullough is finally able to break through and make a big play like that. Uh, so I'm going to play that audio real quick, and then we'll we'll talk about the defense after that. You brought up the, the missed touchdown opportunity to drive the Iowa game so it could completely change the game. Today you hit Ty and stride to that 60-yard bomb. Was that you know like a, a relieving moment, or was that just a, kind of a see, I can do it? <laughs> um, more so like a see, I can do it. But uh, I mean... I hit Dante on the post in South Dakota State. I hit Trey on the sideline to tie the game up against Vandy. So, I mean, like, I know I could do it. It's just being more consistent. And, um, you know, I'm still trying to learn that. This is my sixth start this this game, like, ever. So, um, but uh, we work it every, every day in practice. After practice, during practice, we script shots and stuff like that. So, we've been working on it. And uh, we, we hit it today. So on the field, did you feel the energy change from San Jose State after that? I mean, it kind of seemed like that was like the dagger play. Yeah, I ran off the field saying that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I mean, plays like that, like explosive plays for touchdowns like that really, you know, take the air out of a team. And I think that was, that's what happened today. How important a play uh, is that, you know, for time? Oh, no, that's a confidence builder right there for time. You know, one thing with the receivers, I feel like it's all confidence. You know, EJ Scott had a great game today. He had a bunch of catches today, too. So, like I said, we all we have talent in the receiver room. I think it's just more so confidence. You know, they don't have that much experience either. So, you know, they, they keep they keep uh, getting their experience up and their confidence up. And we we got we have weapons. Hey, John, 30-plus carries in your first career start. You know, how are you feeling, first of all? And how, what were you seeing up there? How much of that was on the offensive line? How much of it was you'll be able to create space and... You know, I really got to give all my credit to the offensive line. You know, they were getting a lot of movement. They were making a lot of, they were giving me a lot of holes, a lot of space that I could work with. And, you know, I'm just really thankful for them and how hard they work so I can come out and perform at a high level. How big a feeling was it for the offense to, you know, that deep ball to tie? Because you guys have had some close and then uh, to finally nail one like that. So how big a win is that? Oh, it was great. You know, Ty threw a great ball and, you know, Ty went and made a play and, you know, it's always great to see those big plays down the field and, you know, receivers out there making plays. And it, it uplifts the offense a lot. I know the whole team for sure also. Oh, it uplifts it over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I wanted to say. It's kind of off of that. How's the defense reacting on the sideline when something like that happens? Because it, it kind of seems like the front seven especially got their second wind after that play. You got the strip sack a couple strips oh, yeah. later. Well, first off, when you guys go on those long drives, we appreciate it. <laughs> but um, no, I think, you know, as a team, when you see everybody hitting it on all cylinders, I mean, it only, like I said about the defensive side of the ball, you feed off that energy. And obviously, momentum is huge in college football. Um, and I think today we felt each other on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the ball um, with that momentum. And we just carried it throughout the entire game. All right. That was Todd Senseo post game, followed by Ajon Vivens and Scott Patchen, all just kind of talking about 
the offensive success and, you know, what that shot play did for them in general. And, you know, Santeo mentioned he was running off the sidelines saying that's the dagger play. And it definitely played out that way. Uh, we are going to move on to defense, but I also wanted to mention, this is something that I, that I forgot to get to earlier is just that this was as well as the offensive line has played all season. And, and they've had some good games running in the trenches before, but this is a San Jose state front seven you know, that has a ton of talent, Cade Plath, Kyle Harmon. I mean, they've got some NFL talent in the trenches and the Rams missing Picazzi, who's going to be out for the year. They played really well. We had Keith Williams at left tackle, Barry slid over to left guard, Cam Reddy at center, Adam Koritz at right guard, probably his best game of the season so far. And then Ches Jackson started at right tackle. I think this is probably the, the best combo that we've seen thus far. They consistently gave Santeo a ton of time. He had a gorgeous pocket on that 60-yard touchdown pass. There were really big holes in the run game early. In the second half, they were kind of going up against some stack sets. But even so, you know, with eight guys in the box, they're still getting three, four yards of pop. And that's just a, a testament to their effort down there in the trenches. And CSU's going to need to be able to do it. I mean, it, it's no secret that the entire offense is predicated on being able to run the football successfully. It's, it's encouraging that they're really starting to put that together. You know, I understand that it's not the sexiest brand of football. I know that sometimes, you know, that you want to see a little bit more aggressiveness. And I would have liked to have seen a little bit more aggressiveness with the play calling in the red zone. I, as I said on the postgame show, I did agree with the decision to kick the field goal right before the half, just because I think it was important to be up two possessions, regardless of if it was, you know, nine points or, or 13 points. I believe the difference would have been, but. I'm I'm just very encouraged by the offensive line's performance in this one. And and one thing I, I just kind of wanted to mention as well before we get into the defense is I think it's okay to, you know, continue to be skeptical about the future, that that's fine. We'll have to see, you know, what Adazio is able to do when all of these veterans are no longer on the roster and and he knows it. I mean, he's mentioned it before as well. But I just think it's it's encouraging to see that the offensive line and special teams are much improved because those are two areas that he has a big handprint on. You know, I just, I try to be fair throughout this whole process. Again, like I, I have my own doubts and they're going to have to really improve from a recruiting standpoint and, and bring in some talent in these next couple of years to be able to, to build up the talent that they're losing in the program. And we'll see if he's able to do that. But I just, I want to be fair. You know, we were very, very critical of this team after losing to Vanderbilt and obviously rightfully so. That was a game they had in the bag and they just kind of blew it. It was sloppy. It was undisciplined. And and since then, they've, they've really responded in a major way. And that's a credit to the players on the field. And that's a credit to the coaching staff for being able to rein all of this in and, and kind of get it together and put this team at least in a position where they have an opportunity to be relevant in conference play. I mean, at the moment, they're leading the mountain division. You know, obviously it's it's one game played. I'm not going to get carried away or anything like that. But if you're able to win a couple of games here, I mean, anything is possible. <laughs> we probably wrote Boise State off a little bit too early as they went on the road and took down top 10 BYU. But BYU is not a top 10 team. I promise you that they're not. It's an impressive win. Don't get me wrong. That's a hostile atmosphere. I'm not trying to be petty or anything like that. But they they were bound to lose a game. I thought they might lose to Utah State the week before. Anyways, I just wanted to mention how well the offensive line played. Obviously, we're going to need more consistency from that group, much like the passing game, you know, and until Santeo is able to do it on a larger sample size, criticism and, and skepticism is, is going to be fair. But, you know, 
it was encouraging. It was really encouraging. And it's also encouraging that the two areas that the head coach has a big impact on, which are special teams and offensive line play, have been much improved this year. You know, it's especially special teams. I mean, that's night and day from last year. Aside from, you know, a couple of shaky missed attempts in that Vanderbilt game, Caden Camper's been money, 11 of 11, and with his last, you know, 11 field goal attempts hit a 53-yarder in the San Jose State game. Dude's been clutch, and and that's awesome to see because, I mean, even watching some of these NFL games, the, the kickers have been shaky. To, so to see him drill a 53-yarder like that, that was awesome. We know what Ryan Stonehouse brings to the table. He surpassed 10,000, you know, career yards and, and total punts. The dude's just been the definition of consistency throughout his career. Actually did have one kind of a, a shank punt in this game, which was definitely rare for him, but the other ones were were money as they tend to be. So I'm not going to nitpick him or anything like that because we all know just how good he is. We all know how consistent he is and it's not going to be an issue. Um, yeah, that's that's the offensive takeaways. Uh, if you're a DNVR member, make sure that you go check out my piece I wrote on this because I wrote like 1800 words that went a lot more in depth, but I just kind of de- wanted to briefly go through this on the podcast as well. Before we move on to defense, it's another week of the NFL season, which means another shot to win big at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game, and you're going to win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so this is a no-brainer. DraftKings customers can also get some skin in the game with the new same-game parlay. This allows you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit your cash whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $1 on any NFL game. Win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Of course, we also have to bring up our friends over at Solace Meds. They are the premier Colorado dispensary, and they're just always hooking it up with some absolutely banging deals. They have four convenient Colorado locations, one in Fort Collins for the Ram Fam, one in Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and one just blocks away on East Colfax from the DNVR bar. All October long, they've got crazy sales, Dixie gummies, Solace bars, Solace sticks. They're all 25% off. As are Mile High Extractions and Summit products, you can get 1906 drops for 25% off. And check this out. On October 30th and October 31st, the entire store is buy three, get one free. And on Halloween itself, you get a goodie bag with a purchase of $50 or more. If you head into any location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. So that's an edible or a pre-roll when you mention the code DNVR20. On top of that, you're getting 20% off your entire order if you're if you guys aren't paying attention, you're literally losing money if you're buying cannabis products anywhere other than Solace Meds. Visit their website. It's solacemeds.com. Order online, pick up at your convenience, and again, make sure you're using that code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire order, as well as a free Solace Bar or King Cone. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about the defense, which was tremendous in this one. They forced two turnovers again. Uh, Jack Howell got his first career interception. This dude's going to be a stud, man. He is going to be an absolute stud. He just seems to have a nose for the football. You know, it's one of those DBs that just always seems to be in the right place. 
he appears to be one of those guys early in his career. I'm, I'm really intrigued about the potential of him and Henry Blackburn together in the coming seasons. Uh, but I definitely wanted to mention his first career pick. Scott Patchen had a strip sack in this one that, I mean, the game was essentially over at that point, but that put the the final cherry on top. And it's just been a really consistent performance from this defensive front seven in general. I mean, three straight weeks in which they've held their opponents under 300 total yards. That's so hard to do in college football, guys. Like, that takes discipline. That takes great open field tackling. And, and that's something that the CSU front seven, especially in particular, has just done all year. Uh, Cameron Carter had 10 tackles at linebacker. Daquan Jackson, another multi or double digit performance, I should say, 12 tackles, third time this year he's done that. He leads the team in total tackles with 47, leads the next closest individual by 17. The dude has been a freaking beast. And I'm going to play some audio of him talking about his role as a leader and, you know, not really paying attention to the stats and all that. But Todd Santeo was not having any of that. He was hyping him up. He's like, bro, you had 12 tackles a day. You were going crazy. It's fun to see those two. They they have a, a good dynamic, you know, both from Florida. They they get along. DJ told me in the offseason that him and Todd hang out quite a bit. And I think that's good for the team when one of your offensive leaders and one of your defensive leaders are tight like that. Uh, but But getting back on track, it's just been so solid. The defensive line has created consistent pressure which has made things hard on the opposing team's run game, especially when you have Cameron Carter and Daquan Jackson just racking up tackles like it's nothing. People are just doing their jobs. You know, that's CSU has had talent on the defensive side of the football in the trenches and, and in the front seven over the last five years. But a lot of the times, like, and this is a criticism I had of Josh Watson when, when he was at CSU, he clearly could hit anybody harder than anybody on the field. It was clear that he was a freak athlete he would try and do too much. You know, he would over pursue at times he would leave his gaps and it would allow cutback lanes. And we're not seeing that from this defense. They're just doing what they're supposed to do. They're not trying to do too much. They're not trying to go out and, you know, put on a a highlight film or anything like that. They're just making plays. They're just making plays. And it's, it's really fun to watch. This is the, the best front seven that the Rams have had in, you'd probably have to go back like to the Lubick years, you know, being legit. There were some pretty good defensive front sevens um, at the end of the Fairchild era, beginning of the McElwain era, obviously, you know, Shaq and all those dudes. There have been good guys that have come through the program, but top to bottom, when you just look at Patchen and McBride and and Kamara and, and all these dudes and what they're able to do, Manny Jones, it's it's just pure domination, pure domination. And it's it's been a variety of guys making plays. That's the other thing that's good to see. It's not just one dude stepping up. You know, they had eight different people record three or more tackles in this one. That's quality team defense. I don't know when the last time when you thought of a CSU Rams team, the first thing that came to mind was defensive success. But that's this group. I mean, they're stout. They play physical. They play hard. And they've just they've got good depth, especially, you know, in that front seven. And I think the secondary is improving. You know, they got burned a couple of times or some misassignments. And, and that's going to happen when you have, you know, true freshmen starting and playing key roles for you. But Jack Howell, you know, Robert Floyd, Henry Blackburn, these are going to be some good players for the Rams down the line. And I'm intrigued by some of the other guys. You know, I've heard some really good things about Langston Williams as well. That's a dude with world-class speed. So I just, I think the overall quality of the athletes in the secondary is improving. And I, and I think the, the physicality that they play with is as well. And I'm just, I'm very encouraged that they're, they're going to have to keep it up. 
I mean, you're going to play some really good offenses going up against Air Force and the triple option offense is never easy. Boise State has just absurd talent at receiver and their offensive line is is a mess. So I'm I'm kind of curious to see how that matchup plays out because it's like, yeah, CSU's got some question marks in the secondary. Can they hang with, you know, Khalil Shakir? Can they contain him? But the the other question is, can the offensive line contain Patchen and McBride and all these dudes? So I I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but it it's going to be a competitive game, I think. And I, I really do think this might be CSU's best chance to win in a, in a couple of years. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And I just enjoy watching this defense play. It, it's really, really fun for me. I know that everything is about the offense now and in college football, and that's a lot of fun at times. But there's just something about a smash mouth defense that goes out and pops you in the mouth a little bit. It just gives you a sense of confidence and I think this team's playing with some swagger right now. They genuinely believe in themselves. And it's not it's not just BS that they're saying at the podium either, you know. After that Vanderbilt loss, those guys were composed. So much so that it kind of surprised me and I I think it was important. They never lost faith in what they were trying to do and they've got a lot of veterans that are that are leading the way. They have a lot of young guys playing as well. You know, Dazio would want me to point that out, but I uh, I like I like what we're seeing from this team, and I think if you're able to go out and and beat New Mexico, and potentially beat Utah State as well, we'll have to see on that one. They've got an explosive offense. Anything's possible, man. Anything's possible. Confidence goes a long way. So does momentum, and the Rams have it right now. They definitely do. So I'm going to end this podcast with some DeQuan Jackson audio. We will be back with more podcasts throughout the week. Thank you to everybody that continues to support our content that continues to support our content. Got a little bit tongue-tied there. Um, you guys are the best. You know, I just, I've got so much love and appreciation for all of you. You allow me to live my dreams, and that's never something that I overlook, genuinely. Um, anyways, proud to be. Awesome homecoming performance. Let's get Boise State. Let, that should be a sellout. You know, that should be a sellout, especially if CSU beats New Mexico this week. Should be a sellout in a couple weeks. Get it done, Ram fam. You've done it so far. Want to keep it up. All right, that's all what we've got. I'm Justin Michael. This is the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Peace. Second straight game, you guys have got an interception from a true freshman. Do you start to see those guys, you know, getting more confident and just kind of understanding their roles a little bit better? Yeah, coach been preaching um, the guys that we depend on to play good, you got to play good. And the guys that, you know, are developing, you know, we got to get those guys playing good. With those guys playing good and, you know, the ball is playing good or whatever you want to call them, the captains, the leaders, if we can get everybody firing, I mean, it's, it's unstoppable. So uh, got to keep building those guys' confidence. They're the future of, of CSU. You know, it's not even just about now. Like, we, we got to build those guys. Another 12-tackle 12, 12 game for you, DJ. You mm. said coming into this year, you wanted to be the leader of this defense. Yeah. Have you lived up to those expectations? And- sure it does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, day in, day out. I mean, that's what I'm working on. Uh, I'm not really – I didn't even know – Oh, that's that. But, you know, I'm keeping I'm not keeping up with those kind of things. What I'm keeping up with is, you know, the influence I have on the guys, you know, how much can they count on me to do my job and how much can I count on them to do their job? It's all about love and trust. And um, I mean, I'm always going to pride myself on being a leader because that's a that's a huge accomplishment. I mean, what more can you ask for than a a whole university, a whole, you know, defense, a whole team to look look to you for, you know, to step up and be that guy. And I love it. I mean, I'm just going to keep battling. Uh, I don't keep up with the stats, but that's that's great right there. You had, you had 12 tackles, bro. You're going crazy. <laughs>
Scummy like Martin Scarelli Turn jam into jelly Then drink it like juice But water's the truth So I sip on that too Skinny looking kid With no car keys Like the only thing I drive Is RCRV He's got the stash Like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly Like non